Welcome back to They Talk Sex Podcast. This is the lesbian porn making episode. With me here is Bria Cam. We're going to learn all about Bria. Um, you can look her up, her Instagram at Bria underscore Cam and OnlyFans.com forward slash Bria Cam. There is a YouTube channel, which is notorious, but the name is in flux, which Bria might explain at some point. So hello and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah. I'd, can we can we tell our audience how we met? I would love that. I was hoping you would. <laughs> it was a month ago. It was a month ago and I was and I was taking the stage in downtown Portland at the Kit Kat Club. Mm-hmm. And I scanned the audience and I was like, oh, there's some lovely, I think, queer oriented women at that table. And it looks Mm -hmm. like they're on an outing. And then (laughs) I believe you came up Mm -hmm. and put some dollars down and I asked you if it was date night. Oh, that is that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then here we are. That was that was my girlfriend's first time at a strip club, and you were probably the third stripper that she's ever seen. So Aww. talk about starting starting the game high. You are a beautiful, sexy human. Thank you. I tried to give mm-hmm. a better performance. You know, when I think it's an appreciative audience, I'm like, all right, we're going to really roll up our sleeves now and give it. <laughs> <Ten out of laughs> well, you did. Stars. You put on a great show. Thank you. And then so you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, we got to talking, and you mentioned that you make – Uh, media yourself I said I have a podcast Mm -hmm. and so here we are so we're going to get to know you how would you describe yourself in this moment yeah that's a tricky question but I guess I would say I'm a content creator and entrepreneur and I am a sex worker an advocate and um, a super lover of women Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to clarify, because uh, we can change the title of the episode, but this is the lesbian porn making episode because you've been making lesbian content, right? Yeah, I have been making um, lesbian content for the last over a decade for 12 years, but I have switched over the lesbian content specifically from the more, um, I would say, PG, PG-13 content to the more explicit content. Um, I like to say that I kind of aged with my audience. I've been on the YouTube platform for over a decade and created like lesbians coming out videos, top 10 uh, silly lesbian style videos. That was kind of me and my ex's um, niche. And then now I say that our demographic was like between the ages of 13 and 18 and they've grown up. And so now I'm creating the content as we age to a more, um, as you say, pornographic style. Yeah, that was really interesting. I I was reading, so obviously I was researching about you, and we'll and we'll talk about this. But I was confused as to whether you had been making adult content all along. But now I understand. So, how long have you been out, either as gay or as an adult content maker? Well, okay, so I've been out since I was about sixteen, and as an adult content creator, I guess it's about three years now. But I really haven't like dipped my toe into the full explicit content until about six months ago. So I am extremely new into the sex industry as far as being explicit. Oh, fun. I mean, honestly, and I, uh-huh. I'm, I still consider myself new too. like published nude on the Internet for like since 2005, but like really making more explicit stuff now. And I feel like I learned. Really? Oh, yeah. Every single day. So, so what caused you to push that boundary? Um, curiosity and a bad economy, honestly. 
<laughs> okay, totally. <laughs> relatable, relatable. Um, like I tell people, if I made a shitload of money as a stripper three nights a week, I wouldn't do uh-huh. six other gigs, you know. I mean, I might. Yeah, I would absolutely. I would dabble. I would dabble, but uh so making like J O I videos, like when we started this call, you you said I have a really nice voice for this and that I could make yeah. a relaxing, sleepy time thing. And that's funny because <laughs> I make videos telling people how to masturbate. You know? Really? Oh yeah, J-O-I. Tell me, like, do you do? Is it just like your voice, or do you have your like face in it? Like, how does that work? Usually, uh, video, and either I'm uh-huh. in lingerie, or it's extra if you want me nude, um, or there could be mm-hmm. like a requested mm-hmm. outfit. But it's usually something I've noticed is a lot of men who request JOIs from me. They want me to either use their name, they want something mm. affirming, totally telling, right, telling them like you look so good when you, you know, X, Y, Z or breathe for me, or this is so fun. Like I'm having such a good time. And then a lot of them want a countdown to be told when to come. Wow. Is this something that is sexy to you or is this like a, you know, work is work. We got to do, we got to do. It's a spectrum. It's truly a range, you know, because like, honestly, I love the Mm -hmm. idea. I love what I'm doing, but the production is Mm -hmm. a bitch. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got you. Right. It's like, okay, how's the lighting and the framing and like, oh, I got to take down that photo because my kid put it there. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a production manager. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. No, like I'm, I'm a storyteller and I'm horny, you know, and I like money, but like, I don't, right. But I don't want to be a (laughs) set designer. So (laughs) enough about me, but yeah. I, I experienced my first, um, I guess it was like a, I, I, okay. So I was shooting with this amazing corn star this last weekend and she was like, I would love for you to put a strap on and for me to suck you off, Yeah, you know? And I was like, Oh my God. I've first of all, I already have like insecurities of putting a strap on, on just like looking down and seeing something phallic between my legs is something that mm. I'm like still adjusting to. But mm. then for her to be just like deep throating, you know, what is supposed to be a part of me just really was a, like a whole new experience for me. And then she was like, okay, I want you to, I want you to tell me what you want me to do to you. And I'm like, I have never but just like touched a penis with just like a, like the forefinger. I have no idea what you want me to say. I'm like, you know, stroke my ding-a-lingy. You know, I have no idea what to say. Like slap them balls, you know? I don't know. It is a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. You have to take lessons from you. Yeah. No, definitely. Hey, people, I give lessons. Um, <laughs> email me. Um, but uh, so it would have been helpful perhaps for her to ask or to say in that situation, like, I want you to like fuck me balls deep or fill me up mommy or, you know, give you those to work with. You know, uh, this is the first time, this is the first time I'm going to say this out loud, but like, why is mommy sexy? Like, why is being somebody saying like, you're such a fucking mom? Like, why all of a sudden has that become sexy to me? I don't know, but I really attracted <laughs> a lot. So I've started to just lean. I swear to God, I lean into the mommy because. So first of all, I run my house like I make the money and I take care of the child when the child is not with the other parent. So I'm not a single parent, but like Mm -hmm. I run my nest. And also I'm used to dating people that are broke or make less money than me. That's just I just fall in love with. Oh, wow. We are we are very (laughs) right. Another relatable moment. Right. So it's like I end up being a caregiver anyway. And like I really, really think what I experience is men specifically a lot of people, but 
men who have high power jobs and they're used to being expected to have all the answers and run the show, they too want to be held and told they're a good boy and that everything's okay. So it is like definitely relates to caregiver in some way. And I don't know, I don't know how or why or what, when the sexual comes in for some people, but it's interesting because the apps that I work on, Sext Panther is a sexting and like audio video chat app. And they say, actually, I just heard, I just heard about this app. (laughs) I'll send you my affiliate link. I really like them. Um, So it says in the rules, like you cannot do you know, rape. Um, I don't remember what they are. Bestiality. Like the ones that people will ask for, of course, you can't do pee, you can't do poo. Right. Um, people still ask for these things. And what I get a lot is people who are like, oh, will you be, you know, does mommy want to play? And so I specify like, I can be your stepmommy. But even then some people start to try to initiate an age play thing where they want me to treat them like they're, they're a teenager. And that's when I'm like, nope. And I either block them or move on. But it's very, very rare that that happens. Uh-huh. So I'm comfortable with it. It's definitely something I navigate, I think, very well. And I don't have child sexual abuse in my history. So it doesn't ha- it's not a trigger point mm-hmm. for me. Not triggering, yeah. yeah. I think that for me, somehow I'm associating it with being like a dom. And like, this is a new role that I've come yes. into. And so like, it feels like a power position, I guess. And then I can just like really embody my, my dom mm-hmm. side. When someone says that, I'm like, oh, I don't know why, but that's mm-hmm. sexy. <laughs> you're literally, you're literally me hearing me say this for the first time. I love that. Oh my gosh, you heard it here first, uh, people. <laughs> uh, and just wait till they start calling you daddy. Sometimes people call me daddy too, and I'm like, okay, I, I thought I was mommy, but I guess I, I mean, I am both in this household. <laughs> you totally have daddy, daddy, um, daddy, daddy vibes. Well. I do have daddy issues, oh, but yeah. daddy vibes as well. <laughs> Did I almost say issues? I meant. Freudian slip. You're in the right place. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Can we really, truly, the men I date, the women I date, the NBs I date, we all have mommy and daddy issues. Um, when did you start? Okay. So that kind of answers the question. When did you start filming erotica? Was it for fun or money or both? Um, yeah. Like, so me and my ex, like, it's hard for me to, to like talk about anything in my, like my business life without me referring to my ex. So I apologize for the listeners. Like, why are you talking about your ex so much? Uh, first of all, because I'm, because I'm ending, um, a relationship of 12 years, uh, about four months ago, but also my entire brand and business and everything that I've done in the last decade, financially, emotionally, mentally, all, all of the above was with my, my partner. So that's why I keep bringing them up. So anyway, so with my ex, we like to push the boundary with the content that we would make. And, um, you know, we started talking to some of our fellow YouTube uh friends and they were like dude we're making like 15k a month you know not even doing anything explicit we're just showing our tits and this and that because we have a big phone we can get a bunch of people over onto the platform like what the you know and like youtube earnings like if you know i'll be transparent like the most we ever made we've been on the platform for like i said over a decade we would we would pull in 60 million views sometimes a month and we were still only making uh well because you know those those videos were like a lot of those videos were demonetized because we pushed boundaries but we were still only making like four thousand five thousand dollars so the idea of a platform where we could work yeah so the idea of a platform where you could you know make significant amount of money and do a lot less work which turns out you know i I still hustle like you got to hustle you know in any anything that you do but it was still significantly less work sounded really appealing Mm -hmm. of course we're still doing all the other platforms all the other contents too so you know it just added more work on the plate but at least we were getting paid for it 
So yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we started we started yeah. creating the content about three or four years ago. And we were just doing like makeout videos, topless videos. And then my ex was um she is a victim of uh revenge porn. And if you don't know what that is, if your audience doesn't know what that is, that's uh, explicit content posted without the person's consent, um, shared. Uh, and so she was a victim of, of of this crime, and we ended up pursuing a pretty big lawsuit. I wanted to ask a clarifying question about that. So go for it. You two, uh, can we say her name? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. so Chrissy and you had been together for a handful of years making like racy but non-explicit videos, right? And then she was outed by a man who had filmed her like several years earlier while she was unconscious. And he had posted that and tagged her name. Correct. Like the most, like she had never even sent like an explicit video on her phone. Like she had been very uh, private about her intimate life. And we, the extent of what we had done was like, kissing in a bra so our right. content like we would push boundaries for what like youtube standards but definitely not like in like the sex industry we weren't pushing any of those boundaries and so she didn't even realize that he had filmed her while she was unconscious while he was assaulting her mm-hmm. um and then he posted it to 37 different websites mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the major sites of her being uh, sexually assaulted with her full name her age mm-hmm. um yeah. So, and then, you know, a lot of the comments are talking about how she looks unconscious, like, mm-hmm. like looks like he's sleeping with a corpse. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty gruesome mm-hmm. um, experience that we went through. And then we pursued a lawsuit for five years and ended up winning the first ever civil lawsuit against revenge porn in the UK. So that was pretty monumental. It was pretty amazing. And the day that we walked out of the courtroom, we celebrated with a bunch of press and our lawyers. And then she got down on one knee and proposed to me. Mm. And it was incredible because it was the number one trending thing on Twitter mm. at that moment. <laughs> it was pretty surreal. Mm. You know, it, it was a pretty incredible moment. Um, Very visible. Lots of emotions. I could totally see that. Totally. A whirlwind. Totally. Yeah. Yes, it was a whirlwind. Wow. Okay. So, so you're picking up the pieces now and... And this is that how I'm sorry, how many years ago did the lawsuit uh, go through? Was that successful? It went from 2013 to 2018. Um, We we won in January of 2018. We got married in April of 2018. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I it's really I think of the world. I think a lot about 2018, actually. So that's something else we have in common. Do you? Yeah, my world was quite different as well. It was, I was two years into mm. my relationship with my partner who ended up dying by suicide two and a half years later. In, <gasps> yeah, 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 Holy seriously. Fuck. Yeah, uh, 2021 was when he died. So 2020, 2018, I think of kind of as a golden age. I was in a really happy place in my strip club. Mm. The money was better, Ugh. you know, like it was before my my stage mate, like one of my besties also died of suicide in 2021, like, a lot of Jesus. yeah, a lot of things really changed in uh, Portland in the industry. I think, and just in general with COVID. And I bet that changed so much about who you are and who how you see the world. Oh, definitely. And we've talked about that on the show too. We definitely talk trauma and uh, and healing. So mm. yeah. So how are you? Mm. How are you doing? I met you at a funny time in your life. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, 
that's uh, such a loaded question but i did want to just kind of jump over to like a question you had asked previously so she had chrissy had gotten to um you know say okay let's let's explore only fans where i can consent to the content that is created around my body and so when we started just kind of posting, you know, topless, uh, then we started dabbling with more just like uh, touching and kissing and playing and things like that. She was like, I'd really like to explore some more of my, my sexuality and what it looks like to, to be with other women because like she had not been with a lot of other women mm-hmm. um, since dating me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I think the biggest thing was just being able to consent to the content that she wanted to create was really empowering for her. Mm-hmm. And we've heard that time and again from other content creators. I certainly have. Um, I'm I'm thinking about, did you watch the Pamela Anderson Netflix, the Love Pamela film? Um, no, but I have heard a lot about it. Is it good? It's good, and it also reframed entirely how I thought about her because in my mind, she was a sex symbol, but she never wanted to be a sex symbol. She had videos that she made with her newlywed husband leaked to the world and and commodified, and she kind of just had to roll with it. Fuck, that sounds like um, uh, like Kim Kardashian, too. Yeah, yeah. I think Pamela... Is also a similar? Yeah, I mean, I kind of think the Kardashians almost might have done it on purpose now that I think of... Kardashians are kind of horrible people, but I don't know. But either way, sure. like, you know, be, being outed, I shouldn't joke. I don't know. Being outed is horrible. You can definitely stir up some some big fish uh, making uh, content, but yeah, it should always be on your own terms. Uh, no, wow, I didn't know that. Was, yeah, the Pamela thing I wasn't was, aware. was uh, yeah, Pamela was good. So, okay, so You are prepping for the next big thing in your life. We're going to take a break. This is the lesbian porn making episode. Our guest is Bria Cam. Find me on Twitter if you can. I'm so shadow banned at L Stanger. My website (laughs) is lstanger.com and I'm kicking around on Instagram still at stripper writer. Are you still wanting to open your relationship? Whether you're feeling ready or still terrified, I've got a tip for you. Best-selling author, New York Times and NPR contributor, friend, and former podcast guest, Dr. Julie Hamilton is the expert who helps people open their relationships up without burning things down. Dr. Julie's highly coveted program, The Year of Opening, is for people who are ready for more. To join the waitlist and get first dibs on a one-to-one call with Dr. Jolie at no charge, Sign up for free now at theyearofopening.com. Welcome back to They Talk Sex podcast. I'm your host, L. Stanger. Write to me, theytalksex at protonmail.com. This is the lesbian porn making episode. Our guest is Bria Cam. So hi again, Bria. Hi. Hi. Uh, we are going to do some listener questions. So to you, Bria, specifically as, as it relates to you, what does your daily life look like related to your work? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's, um, hmm. I mean, it definitely changes from week to week, day to day, but I like to create a lot of content 
to have like a bulk, always have like a backlog for OnlyFans and for YouTube and for all the other social media um, sites. What they say is you got to feed the beast and they are not joking. So I've, mm. I've, I've been at places in the career when I've had to create um, up to eight videos for YouTube a week. I was daily vlogging. I was also making make main channel videos. So it's something that I'm kind of like used to is creating a ton of content. So I would try to create videos in bulk. And then I do just a lot of time editing. I do all my own editing and all my own filming and setting up and, as you would say, producing mm -hmm. um, and coming up with concepts. So I do a lot of that. I also am a, a big poker player. So I also mm. do the po I do the poker hustle. There's not a lot of females out here doing the, the, the poker in the Portland scene. So I also mm -hmm. like to hustle in the poker world. And I have a band, so I play music. Um, oh what's the band called i also uh it's the bria cam oh. band project perfect and um what else i'm working on my fourth album and i have two partners i am poly so the rest of my time is is prioritizing the my partners and and my friends so mm. i keep a pretty busy busy schedule yeah i was wondering about the the partner situation uh and then I think I'm just always curious about my peers anyway. I've definitely been polyams or non-monogs before, um, currently monogamous after the, after the death thing, I'm just kind of like, I don't have the mental energy. Um, and the person I felt mm. for all they know is monogamy. So it could be a thing we explore in the future, but it just like, doesn't make sense right now at all. So are you saying that you were, you were poly, um, in 2018? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah okay. So really a lot of things. Yeah. were different in my life. Um, and how do you feel about being monogamous now that you were once poly? Oh, I love the shit out of my current situation. I want to fuck him all the mm. time. Um, I'm, al I'm also <laughs> dating. I love I'm, that for you. Yeah, thank you. I just like, I'm like, man, why do I love sucking your dick so much? Like, uh, anyway. <laughs> He's very not lucky. relatable we had our we had our big non-relatable moment but I will say I cannot, I, my pri my girl my girl that I live with I have that same problem every morning I'm like how do I get my face inside of your vagina like <laughs> how do we do it she's like I'm asleep I'm like I don't care I can still be there like you can sleep enjoy your rest I d I've had that conversation with partners before yeah I'm like you can always initiate sex. If I don't want to, I'll tell you. But if I'm sleeping, like, please do at any time <laughs> for me. <that's> right. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to read you. This is going to take just a slight pause, but oh, I just yeah. got to read you this message that my my girlfriend sent me at 2.40. So 20 minutes before our podcast started. <laughs> it's it's a little, it's like a little note dipping in water. It says, I want to wake up with you already inside me. <laughs> so yes you know yes, that's that's the dream they say that women who fuck women have more orgasms and yes oh 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 my god like i i i, I i'm constantly trying to beat my goal and you know i i don't think it's that it's not it's not a huge amount but like 15 is where we're at right now in a day together six months yes in a day yes. yeah 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 that's quite a bit yeah 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 but i just I can't, I love it. making her come i just i make i'm such a giver i love Oh, I love Aww. making her come. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also selfish. It turned me on. Yeah, <laughs> it's also the, the validation. Yeah, definitely. Look what I can do. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay, so that's your day. But also, life. yes, I'm so glad. 
I'm so glad that you love sucking dick and that you love your partner and you love getting your partner off. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for them. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I did not want to fall in love with a straight man, but it happened. So, <laughs> but I'm, we all have problems. I know. Right. Um, it's good. He <laughs> knows his blind spots. We laugh at them together. Uh, he's receptive. I would love to have sex with him and other people at some point. I love group sex in theory, but like the actual, like, logistics of it are tricky i've definitely said that before recently um do you want to like have sex in a room with other people having sex or do you want to have like a like threesomes foursomes is that what you're asking? i have done the first one and that's that can be that was strange but fun and interesting and it's something i would definitely do again I only say strange because I was like 19, 20 at the time. So it was just like more formative experiences. But now that I'm more grown and confident, I feel like I'm more like, hey, gangbang time. Um, <laughs> so I mean, both, both, both. Uh, okay. So this brings us to listener question two. What advice mm-hmm. might you have for people, specifically queers or women who are interested in making mm-hmm. their own digital media? Yeah, I would say create content that you always wanted to see find something that's missing and create it don't try to copy don't try to emulate be authentic and do something different Mm -hmm. i used to like so my thing and it sounds like you make these videos but i god i wonder if i've seen some of them um (laughs) i've definitely googled women kissing like so many times because i'm like i just want to jack off to that like Mm. and there wasn't enough so for a while i was like oh and me and um my friend Joanna, we're going to start doing that. And then COVID happened and they are one of the people who departed. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Make the stuff you want to see. Totally. I have lots of OnlyFans videos of just makeout videos because that's one of the most requested videos that I get. Oh my God. It's not, it's not, I want to see you scissor. It's that I want to watch you make out. It's like, it's, it's so it's so connected it's so sensual it's so sexy and mm-hmm. yeah apparently it's it's something that people are not getting enough of and they want it yeah and a lot of porn there's not a lot of kissing because a lot of these people are friends and know each other but there isn't necessarily like that intense partnership like attraction for some people not mm-hmm. all but yeah a lot of porn doesn't have kissing in it so or or it's very performative like mm-hmm. the tongue going far out and just being <laughs> with like the sound effects or like you know, poking the tongue at like the tip of your tongue. I don't know. It's just, it's very performative. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of sensual. Yeah. And porn typically of men or women giving oral to pussies can. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't, things are filmed to look different than how they actually feel like feel. So yeah. If you're trying to copy yeah, something, totally. yeah. Based on how it looks, it's, not necessarily going to feel great. That was one of the main things I wanted to do was create content that was like relatable. Like if you're not going to orgasm, you're not going to orgasm, but that's okay. If it takes, you know, 20 minutes, that's fine too. If that's uncomfortable and your face is showing it, let's show that, Mm -hmm. you know, if this arm is tired, let's do the other arm. If I'm not doing it right, let's get the toy. Like, you know, sex is clumsy and it's awkward and it's, it's not always beautiful and there's weird sounds and (laughs) that is, that's authentic. That's real. That's what I want to show. This goes so nicely to listener question three, who is your content for (laughs) and who isn't it for? (laughs) 
you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's going to tell any person, any group of people to not watch my content. I think that's like a little bit hypocritical, mm -hmm. but I think that my content can be educational, can be sexy and can be fun to anybody. I would say that like, I would be targeting women and I'd be targeting women who like women or people who identify as women who like women, but also like, you know, men have a lot to learn mm -hmm. so by all means learn from me mm -hmm. i'm happy to be your guide <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah definitely this is great oh what a gold mine for some folks okay like we said before people the onlyfans.com forward slash bria cam <laughs> is available <laughs> uh when you finish this episode go there so okay listener question four what is dating like for you as an adult content creator what a like oh my god it's such a journey that i've been on because i have always identified as monogamous and i've always had a very monogamous brain when i was with my partner for 12 years but about i guess it was five between five and seven years ago she came to me and she told me that she was poly we had a threesome she ended up falling for this woman it was a lot of like uh miscommunications i would say to put it very nicely on her behalf and um things went ways that i didn't feel great about and i kind of dived into okay she's gonna be poly and i'm gonna be um non-monogamous i would not say that i was poly at that point i was just hooking up with other women just kind of fill the void and then we got became monogamous when this girl ended up breaking her heart mm. and so we went back to monogamy for um another five years and then she came to me and said look eventually i'm gonna want to be poly again i'm like okay totally i, that's, I understand like if that's who you are as a person like i can wrap my head around that we just got to do it in a, in, a, in a good way that we all feel comfortable so then we started dabbling with the only fans she started sleeping with other women i noticed that she wasn't getting feelings for these women in. she was just wanting to fuck and i'm like okay great i can get behind that let's have threesomes <laughs> and she's like hey there's things that you're not getting because you're a little dumb and i don't want you to dom me so let's find you some girls to dom so we open up our relationship we start going on dates and because because we are the emotional extra people that we are we both ended up getting feelings and we ended up with three girlfriends at the same time that we were dating together because why not make life more complicated we ended up breaking up with one because it wasn't working she ended up falling in love with one i ended up falling in love with one wow. she ends up leaving me for for the one so here i am being like well that got no oh, fuck oh wow so she leaves me for that one i'm still currently dating the the other partner that we were all dating together um and she is dating the one of the partners that we were all dating together as well um and then she came to me and told me that she is now wanting to live the monogamous life so i think in her heart she just wasn't happy and this was her way of doing that i could be wrong maybe you know we're all trying to figure it out we're all doing the best we can as we go but um mm -hmm. the outcome is that it is very painful um, and why we were, while me and my ex of 12 years were still together, I did end up meeting another partner. So, uh, yeah, I am currently with two partners and you would think that after all this, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck Polly, fuck that life. And part of me does feel that way, but I can't deny that my heart loves both of these women. So mm. here we are. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, it's hard for me to be an advocate for the Polly world because I saw what it did for my relationship and my life, mm -hmm. but, um, it is a very valid experience mm -hmm. it, it just it can just be a very um messy messy world mm -hmm. yeah and that comes up definitely uh at trainings even and I was warned about that by other instructors like 
I mean, talking about any sex stuff can be heavy when it relates to people's own personal pain. Um, But a lot of people were really sold on the, you know, were offered the concept of like polyamory and, and happiness, but it's just a lot of communication. And the more people you're throwing into the soup, like there's more ingredients to what might not mix well together sometimes, I think. And there's a lot of insecurities and jealousy, and we have an entire society that's that's made up on monogamy. I'm so sorry you brought up kids. Keep going. Oh, no, no. And that's another thing also. I mean, if you're dating people with kids, then like if their schedules change and then it can feel like an affront to your time. So, you know, in terms of like communicating with a lot of people, but you're going to love who you're going to love. Yeah, totally. And um, I think I think what I always say is that I think you need to be the world's best at monogamy to be good at polyamory. And what I mean by that is you have to be incredibly good at communication, incredibly empathetic, really good at communicating, really good at understanding um, and, 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 and being like ahead of what potentially could be a problem, right? Thinking ahead uh, to, so I always say you have to be the world's best at monogamy to be good at poly. Mm, I like that. I'm going to think about that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Thank mm-hmm. you. Right. <laughs> so listener question five, mm-hmm. what platforms do you prefer for hosting your pay-per-view content or advertising relating content? Currently I'm, I am on OnlyFans and um, I have also just dabbled into the world, which I don't know if you have any knowledge or experience into the, the streaming are you familiar with this site? Oh, Streammate. I am actually, I just interviewed to apply with them. Really? Yeah. Well, I just, I just got approved. So it just happened for me. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Some things changed on some of my other sites. So I'm starting to explore other options, but I've never done OnlyFans. Um, do you like that one in general? Cause I know one of the downsides is like, they don't promote you. You have to promote your link. But that's pretty typical. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I, I do have um, outside platforms that I'm able to push people from. So I do have that advantage. I know that a lot of sex workers don't necessarily have that advantage. And that can be very frustrating. But um, for me, yeah, it's been very lucrative and uh, very freeing. I've gotten a lot more comfortable in my sexuality, my kinks, my body um just exploring sex in general so i am very i'm very grateful for the site and what it's allowed me to to do financially and um creatively uh, and it's just like overall mm-hmm. comfort with myself my body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you ever sell this is not on the outline but uh to the question in in terms of like selling your stuff do you ever sell directly like what I do is through email, people can email me and tell me what they're looking for. Uh-huh. And I either make, you know, make it or can direct them. Uh, but they have to send me a photo of their ID with their name and their date of birth so that I can verify that it's actually who I'm talking to and that they're over 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which scares some people. Yeah. It can be, it's a very intimate process. That's a, that's a, that's a great <laughs> idea. I assume that. There you go. You can have it. To be on OnlyFans, you have to verify your age, I'm assuming. Because I know I did had to go through all yes, that process. Yeah, yeah. So I've never sold to anybody off yeah, of the I'm platform, sure. but that is a good that is a good point, and it's it's good that you do that. Yeah, I definitely suggest that to anyone because, like, cover your own ass too. You don't want to sell to minors, um, and also it's a great screening mechanism because 
besides watermarking your videos or putting a URL or whatever in your videos, um, if someone isn't comfortable sending you like their name and date of birth, like a picture of it, then I don't need to send you videos of me fucking, you know? Totally. So you get yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Totally. You totally get it. Yeah. yeah so this is the lesbian <laughs> this is the lesbian porn making episode my guest is bria cam you can find my porn if you click on the triple x's at lstanger.com on the top right uh, otherwise email me <laughs> we will be right back Kimono Swirl Natural Lubricant makes all your intimate moments smoother and more satisfying no matter where you use it, just like nature intended. Swirl Natural infuses organic aloe with botanicals like passionflower and peony in a long-lasting water-based formula. Dispense pure pleasure from our clean and elegant Europump. Try Kimono Swirl Natural with your favorite condom, toy, or partner for naturally sexy sensation today. Apply promo code 20TalkSwirl on Amazon for 20% off through November 28th. Welcome back to the Talk Sex Podcast. Thanks for your lovely, kind, really thoughtful reviews on Apple Podcasts and your comments on Spotify. Uh, we are five stars on Apple Podcasts. Let me know where you're listening from. Uh, if you want stickers, they talk sex podcast stickers mailed to you. Email me, they talk sex at protonmail.com or DM us, they talk sex podcast on Instagram. I want to see where you're listening from. This is the lesbian porn making episode. Your guest, Bria Cam. Let's talk more about lesbian porn. So, I'm always up for that. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I, so I typed something I've told listeners before. Often, when I am building out the outline for my guests for these episodes, because I want people to have some expectation of what they're going to be asked, because I want them to be more comfortable or tell me what's on or off limits. Um, so I don't, you know, plan this whole episode in my head and then can't do that. Um, so I will type whatever the topic is into usually Google and just see what comes up and then see if we talk about it. So I typed lesbian porn and then I typed news or hit the news filter and lesbian was the most searched porn term two years in a row. This is an article on NBC news in 2018. Ah, again, we hearken back to the oh, 2018 coming in hot. The olden days. Back <laughs> yeah. in the good days. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of shit that was shit then too, but we wax poetic about the before times. Uh, okay, so the most searched term on online pornography sites this year in 2018, lesbian, according to Pornhub and YouPorn, two of the most visited porn sites in the world. So again, this is just according to these two sites. This doesn't take into account like all the other places that people record and transmit their stuff, whether or not it's traceable, you know, or whether they're selling it directly, like what I just mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, but okay, let's just say, so these sites, which combined have approximately 40 billion yearly visits at that time, recently released their annual reports detailing users viewing and search habits. They found that while lesbian was the top search term among women on both sites, among 
men, the term was the sixth most popular on Pornhub and the tenth on YouPorn. So either way, people were searching for lesbian porn. I want to know what number one is. Do you have that information? Ooh. Oh I no! Don't. I threw a curveball. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with feet is up there. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with gangbang and let's go with mommy. Yeah, I I'm looking to see what else it says in here. Okay. It says the search term trans saw significant gains in 2018. Um, let's see. The site found a 167% year over year increase for the term among men. Um, Pornhub noted the search term trans was the fifth most popular among visitors between 45 and 64. See, when you have better language and terms to describe what you're mm-hmm. trying to look for, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Sexuality researcher quoted here, Lucy Neville, told NBC News in July. Good old Lucy. What? I said, good old Lucy. We love Lucy. Keep going. Do you? Of course. Everyone knows Lucy. Oh, I don't. I don't actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has a book called Girls Who Like Boys Who, who Like Boys. Uh, something to look up. She says, what women liked most about male-male porn is versatility. And with heterosexual porn, you are going to get penetrated eventually, and that's dull. <laughs> Lucy says, a lot of ways it can play out um, with, this is talking about gay men, is more exciting, more experimentation, more open to negotiation. Okay, so let's see. Go back to lesbian porn. Women who comprise approximately 30% of both sites measured here or reported, uh, Pornhub and YouPorn, 30% of both of their viewers, it says women were 151% more likely to watch lesbian videos. (laughs) Represent. So (sighs) I got to ask you, what kind of porn do you enjoy watching? Oh, my gosh. Look at, listen to her, folks. She's... She put me under the spotlight. I'm not used to this. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You can just throw oh, it's it back okay. at me. No, no, it's good. It's okay. I mean, I shouldn't be able to ask any question that I can't answer myself. Um, so I look for group stuff a lot. Um, I did only watch lesbian or girl girl or, you know, women for women or whatever search term would get you that what you were looking for um, for a large chunk of my porn viewing life like really until i would say about mm, five eight years ago was i like i want to watch a man fuck some lady <laughs> or a bunch of them um, yeah. before, it was it was really primarily girl girl and lesbian and queer stuff until i was okay. like, yeah, mid-20s well there you go you're part of the search engine right there i am i know uh-huh yeah I kind of wonder if it's like an evolutionary tactic to get my body to try to breed one more time before menopause that it's like dick. <laughs> oh, I dick was going to say, I don't think, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, me and my girlfriend keep trying to evolve, but yeah, not quite happening. That's what I thought <laughs> you meant. And I was like, wait, what are you? Oh, okay. No, I mean, for you know me. What's so interesting. I also like the penetration, like watching it. I don't like, you know, uh, having it done to me. I don't. Um, you know, I, well, I guess I've, I've, I've started recently doing some strap on stuff, but it's very new to me. So have like you, watching, go ahead. Have you received strap? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you open to receiving strap? I, ha- um, so I have a nickname that my ex called me was pinky. 
So I just don't think I can take a lot is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not big on penetration mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. It's, I just don't think a lot can get in there. It's just out. Oh well, yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally it fair. Could be, I mean, it could be my body being like, man, I really think you should stick to just scissoring. Yeah, no, that's, and you have that option, you know, if you, you never want to, yeah, if you never want to receive a strap, then you never have to. There you go. So, yeah, I, um, I am one of the weird, like, God's chosen ones that actually comes from penetration. So oh, wow. What a gift. I, I know. Oh, I know. I try not to squander it, you know? <laughs> wow. I, I, maybe I'm asking too much information, but do you have to have other like sensory stuff done at the same time? Or you can literally just come for penetration. You know, I can. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know they made them like you. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm kind of like, I think I'm kind of like revered, hated and feared maybe because it's like, you know, <laughs> But like, like that's like, like that's not fair. But like, also, lucky me, I get to enjoy that. And no, I'm not lying. And it's really like, I was not kidding when I'm like my poor boyfriend because. So he's now got, you, you, he wants it all the time, right? You want well, it all the time. No, I mean, poor dude can't keep up. Like, he's five years younger than me, but he's had a bunch of like surgeries and injuries and accidents and fights and like a really wild life. So like, his body hurts and his libido is lower than mine. So I'm like, oh mommy okay. horny yeah, man. yeah so but no we communicate i check in make sure he doesn't feel any sexual pressure he laughs and says no i feel pressure on my penis you know with your mouth and i'm like yeah you know he loves it sounds me, like so. a really sounds like a really beautiful relationship that y'all have thank you i'm very i'm very lucky so everyone just learned a lot about me right now but <laughs> i am sorry if i put you on the spot I mean, I could edit it out, but I'm not going to because I love talking my about myself, but I just try not to do it too much here. That's why I have you interesting guests on. So I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So here's another interesting article that I found in conjunction. So an increase in online lesbian porn content or creation after Roe v. Wade was uh, rescinded. I can't think of the word right now. But after they recriminalized abortion in uh -huh. much of the U.S. Uh, so this article, let's see, this is on Star Observer, which is an Australian site. So this was published December 31st of 2022, so less than a year ago. Um, after the conservative majority U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which gave decisions regarding abortions back to the states, several things happened in response. One of them is an increase in lesbian porn. So sex workers are actually interviewed in this case where they mm -hmm. said, um, I don't have to want to worry about becoming pregnant. Fuck. So I'm literally not making the same kind of content. Wow. I, I mean, a part of me is like, okay, punish, punish the men that are, you know, wanting to have the sex or creating these laws right like we're punishing right. them by not having sex with them so like hell yeah let's do that let's punish them but, it's, but, but it never works that i mean it rarely works that way no, i wasn't it, actually serious of course not sleeping with men is not gonna a couple women not sleeping with men is not gonna do anything but but yeah i know people are like oh well we just won't fuck them and it's like well if you're in an unsafe relationship that's not a choice you ever got to make in the first place and now they can't get abortions jesus yeah so anyway, I just thought those things were really interesting. They are very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what is next for you? Mm -hmm. And you know that at this time, since you're four months out and divorce can be such a pain in the ass. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're pretty close to figuring out what that's going to look like, how we're going to resolve things. I have a very amicable relationship. She's uh, still one of my, the closest people in my life. And, um, you know, I, I want, I want her to be happy and I want the best for her. So she doesn't have a lot of interest in pursuing um, like the YouTube content and a lot of the social media stuff. So, and it's, it's predominantly been me who's been the creator and, um, you know, putting, putting the content out there anyway. So I'm just going to be taking over the sites and uh, I guess continuing Mm. to create the content that I've always wanted to see, which will be lesbian content, experimental videos, uh, music videos, um relationship type style videos which is yeah the content that i've always made and enjoyed seeing and enjoyed creating Mm -hmm. and there's a big need for stuff like that too totally yeah so okay so i'm gonna go we have like eight more minutes okay so you can Mm -hmm. ask me anything you want i have a question i already have one (laughs) oh i'm ready (laughs) are you um i want to know what is your top kink Oh my gosh, my top kink. Um, wow. Well, if I'm being honest, I would say I would like to be held and told everything is okay and given a lot of money. Is this sexual? <laughs> that's, that's not a real. Or is this just in general? <laughs> I know, right? This is the podcast answer. Um, okay, let's see. Let's reach deep, deep, dark down into me. What is my kink? I just want to be worshipped, man. Mm. Mm. you know do you want to like, be worshipped by your partner do you want like, to be worshipped by society who who do you want to worship you oh whoever i love i guess it's whoever i deem worthy mm-hmm. <laughs> okay you know like like i like walking down the street i do not give a heck and hoot if a stranger is like you're beautiful i'm okay thank you but i'm like immediately suspicious like why are you telling me this what do you want in exchange maybe that's my issue mm-hmm. however if the person that I think is beautiful and I respect and I do or would do a lot for thinks that I'm beautiful, that means a lot to me. So mm-hmm. there's a difference in like in the sex that I've had that I've chosen to have or that has unfolded where I'm having a good time, but I'm not in love with their body or their spirit. Mm. And then and the people that I am really in love with their their person, their spirit, you know, and their body, you know, like that is like like the boyfriend I mentioned where I'm like, I just want to suck your dick all the time. I'm so attracted to you. You smell wow. so good. And mm. I want to be worshipped in return. Yeah. Yeah. And my deceased partner was the first person that ever really, you know, we would just stare at each other for like 10 minutes sometimes. Oh, that's so powerful. And it was so calm. Oh, the calm yeah. without having to say anything. And I actually posted this on Instagram this morning and I spent about an hour uh, ruminating and staring at the wall and like my heart was pounding. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, I miss my dead boyfriend. This can relate to polyamory grief, you know, any kind of breakup grief. But if you're missing someone and you feel like you're never going to love that way again, what I tell myself now is after a loss is now I know what I'm capable of. I think there's a lot of days where I feel incapable of being lovable and loving the way that I loved previously because you put so much into a relationship that you think is going to be your forever and so when that is shattered that whole idea of what my future looks like it is really difficult to navigate and and rebuild so um, having to have faith that you know you are worthy and that you deserve to be loved we all deserve that 
is, you know, the journey that I am currently on. And every day is different, right? Every day, some days I feel like on top of the world, you know, I've, I've, I've figured everything out. And other days it's like, how could anyone, you know, ever look at me the way that, you know, my ex looked at me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a difficult journey, but um, self-love that's that's the journey I guess we're all on mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely in it and and working on mm-hmm. it and we talked about how tears burn as lube so don't use those uh <laughs> okay so last <laughs> last question I ask all of my guests do you have any sex advice for our listeners I would say have as much of it as you possibly can. We only have one life to live. So get out there and figure out what makes you happy. I was in a relationship where I was very, you know, uh, kept back from the things that I really desired. So getting to explore new sexual things that really give me a lot of satisfaction, like being a dom and BDSM has been the greatest uh, new joy of my life. Like every day I get to just be like, hey, what kink are we going to jump into now? And that was just something that I was not able to do uh, because of my last partner's uh, sexual trauma. So this is just, uh, it's an exciting time. And now getting to explore that, I would say to everyone, get out there and just figure out what makes you happy because we only have one life. Mm, I love that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Lesbian Porn Making episode. Our guest, Bria Cam, was lovely. Go to youtube.com right now, forward slash youtube.com, Bria and Chrissy, but it will change at some point. Bria is going to take ownership. She has full ownership of her OnlyFans.com forward slash Bria Cam, and you can find her on Instagram at Bria underscore Cam. I'm your host, Elle Stanger. See you around Portland and on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>